0: Time dot time dot east time dot east time dot east forty Ow. I was gonna say, well, here we are once again, but that's what I said last time. I was trying to think of something different.
1: <laughs> Sorry, that clap was a ill informed yeah. idea. With my present situation. Mm. (laughs) Ow.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Thoughts and prayers for Aaron in this difficult time.
1: Guys, Uh, it hurts a lot if you haven't heard. Yeah. I don't know how you haven't heard. I've been talking about it a lot.
0: Yeah. But... uh, I understand you've uh, injured your finger, your podcasting finger.
1: My my left pointer finger. Mm Mm-hmm just very important for podcast reasons right it's just it's it's weird because it's not the whole finger it's just the proximal carpal which is something i can say because i took um physical anthropology lab
0: oh okay yeah
1: so, <laughs> um it it's just swolled and not in a good way like it didn't get buff mm it got hurty. <laughs>
0: A buff finger, <laughs>
1: <laughs> A buff flexing harble. my finger for the ladies.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> flexing my finger. Just putting that for show, title purposes. Um, <laughs> but it, it hurts. I I woke up two, well, three days ago now, and it, um. My finger felt like I'd gotten it. Like, you ever gotten your finger jammed playing basketball or something like that? It's like yeah, that yeah. kind of feeling like I sprained it or did something bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I did that in my sleep. Um, I don't know. I move around a lot. Like, I toss and turn a lot. Yeah, maybe
0: you like whacked your bed frame or
1: something. Who knows? I, I don't even have a bed. I mean, like, uh, my bed's just like floating on top of a frame. So it's like there's not right. even any. I don't know. So, do you anyway. think, hmm. Somebody you know somebody in the comments uh had an alarming theory that it is gout
0: hmm yeah that's I don't like that theory. <laughs>
1: I don't like that idea i don't I was like gonna that say five g oh five g yeah. wonder if five g causes gout I don't know maybe does that's gout cause five g yeah uh I don't know it it regardless. It's not fun and I keep it it's a little bit better today. It's still as swollen, but it doesn't throb as much. It's not hurting as much. But mm-hmm. um yeah. No bueno. Well. Uh so I don't know. I think this might be God's punishment because I just became yeah. a socialist.
0: Right. We do have some breaking news. <laughs> yeah, you've become ba-da, a socialist.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: you've you're literally card ca- or where you will be once you receive the card
1: once i receive my card in the mail if yeah. the u.s postal service is still in existence
0: oh you know what hmm yeah see that's a, that's the thing we we all these things we took for granted we can no longer take for granted <laughs> such as mail delivery
1: <laughs> we're in a topsy-turvy world my friend
0: yeah I I just yeah. wonder
1: if I if I got in a time machine and went back to like, um,
0: twenty fourteen or fifteen,
1: maybe maybe I would understand then. But if I was like, uh, two thousand, let's say two thousand five, Aaron, mm. uh, who was kind of like, uh, that was like my my main libertarian years. Like that yeah. was when I was yeah. the libertarian was mine were like
0: 2009
1: yeah so yeah maybe like 2005 to 2009 was like peak libertarianism for me and uh maybe all the way to 2010 who knows but and told myself hey in uh 2020 you're going to become a socialist Mm -hmm. what i would have thought about that
0: (laughs) yeah yeah It's it's the same with like 2009 me 2009 me would not recognize 2020 me but also 2009 me was a complete idiot
1: well, you know so. what's funny though, if mm. if 2009 me went back to 1999 me and said, "Hey, you're a libertarian," I would have been like, "What?" Because <laughs> I was basically an anarchist. Mm. So, you know, that's quite the like-
0: journey. <laughs> I think they call that a Bernie journey. <laughs> no, that's
1: something else. <laughs> wow. Wait, that gets a that gets a an actual physical bell. Um, the I don't know if I was an anchor. I was like a punk rocker. Everything sucks. Right. Well, well, yeah, yeah. It's Um, hard
0: to ascribe a particular (laughs) political affiliation to that kind of thing.
1: But anyhow, it's been cool. I joined the Democratic Socialist of America. Um, and it was cool to get into all of the 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 slack servers and the various things and meet and meet people. And uh, it was a very interesting transition because I got on some, you know, zoom calls or, and uh mm. WebEx's and what have yous. Right. Uh, because, you know, I'm like joining the eco-socialist working group um, doing, doing that kind of stuff and, and seeing like, Oh, look at all these people who from the Bernie campaign I thought were like the coolest. Mm-hmm. They're all here now. So that like made me feel very good yeah it's like an easy transition like oh i know these people that's cool
0: my friends are already here
1: yeah (laughs) um so that's that's a thing and uh i i promise i this is my promise though to you Mm. i will absolutely one one thousand percent never put a rose emoji on any of my social media handles uh we thank you for that (laughs) So how's your work going?
0: Well, it's going, you know, um, it's been, uh, last week was kind of terrible to be honest in terms of just having too much to do. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, that my, my last two weeks were pretty crazy. They have been
0: reluctant at my work to like delay anything despite the circumstances, which is frustrating and doesn't make any sense. So yeah. I don't know. Hopefully that changes.
1: <laughs> well but, probably uh, not a lot of people buying cars right now. No, so. certainly
0: not. So not really a need to rush them out the door as well, because we're currently not building them either. So what's what's the hurry is my question. Um <laughs> Yeah. But anyway. Um but you know, we do need to get people back to work. It's very important that um we go back. We must resume grinding people up in the machinery of capitalism. It's very
1: important i saw as i've said on this many times when i let the dogs out in the morning i turn on the cnn so it was you who let the dogs out (laughs) yeah Mm. it was me i keep saying every time that song plays i'm like me 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 right yeah (laughs) and we figured it out yeah they never listen um Mm. they just keep asking i (laughs) maybe they're maybe they're accusing the world health organization when they say i don't know yeah Maybe that's what it is. So I saw a clip of um, who, who's that? That douche nozzle from Louisiana, who's like a doctor, but I'm pretty sure he's like a like some sort of snake oil liniments seller.
0: Doctor Phil. Or he's Dr. like a Off? he's
1: in the Senate from Louisiana, and he looks like oh, a that
0: I don't know. I try not like, to keep and remember the names of senators from Louisiana if I can avoid it.
1: Anyhow, he was like we got to get people back to work it like he, yeah. he was like it, you could like you could just imagine that he was sitting on top of a toilet mm-hmm. when he was on this call because he couldn't control his bowels because he was so terrified like the look it's in interesting.
0: his face i feel like they don't really ever give an explanation for why we need to get people back to work because it's sort of they just assume that it's self-evident
1: <laughs> the one thing they say is people want to work
0: Yeah, or they say we can't let the cure be worse than the disease.
1: Which it's like, buddy, (laughs) the cure you're selling is worse than the disease.
0: Buddy, the (laughs) disease results in potentially dying and the cure is not dying. So, I mean, you know, let's put these two things on a scale and see where it ends up.
1: (laughs) It's not that difficult. But it's, it's not it's ju- because- I mean, this
0: is just workism and the uh, yeah. well, the thing is, you know, our I was trying to explain this to people at work because they did not quite understand, but you know, it's just the way that our society is built upon this particular economic system which cannot function right now. It is not designed to function in these circumstances, so it cannot. But no one else can envision that we might be able to, I don't know, make changes, do things differently than the way we do it so instead it's like well we just have to go back to the way things were as quickly as possible before something bad happened you know (laughs) even
1: though the way things were is what brought us to this point yeah that's the insane part like that people don't seem to quite be getting see see, last week's episode
0: re returning to normalcy yeah yeah
1: (laughs) but but it's funny because to me when I saw that panicked we got to get people back to work it, mm-hmm. it it just made me realize like oh these people are terrified because yeah, uh, they know yeah. that everything that they have depends on workers allowing right. themselves that, to I be mean, exploited yeah
0: they're like listen <laughs> what hap- what's happening is that i cannot currently benefit from the surplus value of my employees which is bad. So we need to get them back to work so that I continue to exploit them for my personal gain. Never mind Very the important. fact that
1: you are actually pretty comfortable because you, you know, not you, you Andrew, but you the the, the right. terrified boss. Yeah, I mean, you're you're sitting on you. You have a big fridge, you know, f- freezer full of uh, ice cream. Did you see that? I just want to yes. so, That
0: irritated I, me greatly.
1: Freaking Pansy Pelosi. I, I express so that was Nancy
0: Pelosi has a fridge. Uh, well, she has two fridges, firstly. It's
1: two two f- giant, like,
0: industrial two, size. Two built-in fridges, so not at all yeah. cheap. Um, it's and like in, half in, of in her kitchen of- is just stainless steel
1: fridge and freezer doors.
0: And one entire freezer is dedicated to ice cream, primarily Jenny's ice cream, which I will say is a Columbus treat, uh, and I believe that she should not be permitted to have any of it. <laughs> she does not deserve it.
1: Yeah. The working people of Columbus don't deserve that.
0: Well, right, yeah, exactly. It's they extremely upsetting. Yeah, give it's that. Like ice you cream don't deserve. Who does. First of all, you're in California, you know. And Jenny's is an Ohio thing, and I just get annoyed by people who like encounter things from out of state and think they own them.
1: It's, it's cultural like, appropriation, no, that's not, is what it is. That's
0: not yours to. Yeah, that's our delightful Midwestern ice cream, and you are blessed to have it. And I would like you to show some respect.
1: One time, I saw some like uh wannabe racist uh not wanted he was racist but he was like a wannabe greaser in oklahoma mm. and he was wearing an in and out shirt because you know it had like a classic car on it and it fit the vibe and i was so mm. angry and i imagine that's how you feel seeing that ice cream
0: yeah yeah among other things like, but I, well right yeah i mean i felt a range of emotions uh, <clears throat> but yeah No, but yeah, they want to get people back to work. In fact, they trotted out. They had Dr. Phil on Fox News to provide some cover for this. Um, But Dr. Phil is an idiot, so instead he said idiotic things such as uh, 360,000 people die a year from swimming pools, but we don't shut down the country for that. Yet we're doing it for this. Um, Incidentally, fact check, this is not the correct figure. But also, I would say that drowning is not a transmissible disease, which is why we don't shut down the country for it. Um, thank you, Dr. Phil. If you were a medical doctor, you might actually know
1: that. Uh, Someone
0: yeah. did. There was a good tweet thread in which um, people mentioned that, of course, Dr. Phil was never a medical doctor. He was only ever a psychologist, but also he doesn't currently have a license to practice psychology because of various ethical concerns, uh, which is great. We yeah. We love that.
1: Love to see it. You know, to me, seeing all these people wild out is like it, it's manna to my soul. It is feeding me on this journey through this desert because yeah. because it it really makes me realize how close we are, how yeah. close we can be to just completely seizing this is, everything.
0: <laughs> this is what I was trying to tell my coworkers. Is that, you know, I was saying like this in my mind, this moment is like an era defining epoch, like on the level of, you know. Uh, like a world war or you know some other sort of event like the end of the cold war for example mm. where it's like things are just fundamentally different there's a new world order the way things work is yeah. different from how it was just a few months ago yeah because like i mean there's not it's not like we're just gonna as much as they want to just like say okay social distancing is over go back to the way things work that's not how this is gonna work
1: and to be clear, I just want to say, like, my my perception is that is exactly what they will try to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, they've already started to try and reopen beaches
1: in Florida. And it may seem to work for a moment, but it will probably only lead to worse problems. Like, yeah. and, and, and probably in short order is my perception.
0: Yeah, I I don't see how this results in anything other than more infections and deaths. Right. Yeah, people. People it's just, like what do they? What do you assume that like? Oh, we've waited it out, and now the coronavirus has the like, virus is just been like, worn like, oh, out. Dude,
1: I give up. You guys won.
0: <laughs> That's not how this. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but you know, I mean, there's been a lot. Michigan was unfortunately in the news this week because a bunch of people went to uh, the capital and protested the governor's you know policies on social distancing um interestingly they did this while not getting out of their cars mostly and wearing masks which tells you a lot um, <laughs> great point you have that the disease isn't dangerous mind taking off your mask no oh interesting hmm.
1: i had a um, dark thought this morning because um maybe we should put this as a separate bullet point in here um the uh michigan protest because there's been a lot of takes on it there's been a lot of sharing of it um there was and, a bit of nut picking. There was a
0: guy who was crying because he couldn't get fertilizer, which is admittedly objectively funny.
1: Um, it was lawn fertilizer, too. It wasn't like for yeah, his crops.
0: Right. No, it's yeah. <laughs> it's a dude who just his lawn is not currently as green as it possibly could be. And so he was distraught about it.
1: Yeah. And that could have just been a breaking point. Who knows what's going on? The, the thing you have to realize is that like these things, there's like a mix of astroturfer, fake, you know. Mm hmm dummies and then there's there's also like genuine people who just have no other recourse but their conservative ideology like they they can't think of anything and in those terms like i had a thought last night that i was like you know it's actually kind of crazy that they are more willing to put their neck out and do something than people on the left to ostensibly have a greater reason to do something does that make sense like kind of yeah it's ill-advisable to do a protest when there's a pandemic going but like
0: right but they did it anyway because they're so energized about it
1: yeah and and that's what point, i mean that is one game thing the right has game, for it dude. The,
0: yeah their base <laughs> is very energized for all the wrong reasons but right yeah
1: But, you know, maybe there's a way to turn that, you know what I mean? Maybe there's a way to just redirect people like, yeah, you're right. It is is sucky that you're basically being made to sit at home and suffer while Jeff Bezos just rakes in money and the government people just go on vacation. It's like,
0: like, what if I told you that, that we could have spent money on agencies to uh, detect and prepare for this sort of thing ahead of time? What if I told we you didn't. we
1: could just give you like a weekly check? <laughs> yeah. Like We could just ship you a debit card with money on it. Like
0: Now, I got into this, and I was told uh, that we cannot do weekly checks because giving people money would increase inflation.
1: Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Guess we can't yeah, do that anything. Was a.
0: That was a fun discussion I had with coworkers this week. Uh, yeah, I was like, like okay. I love cool. these people.
1: These people like vacillate between believing in supply side and demand side, like right, depending yeah, on exactly. what's convenient just, for them. Well, it's like <laughs> it's like
0: it's like reads an economic textbook once and then you're like, "Ah, it is inflation that is the problem." it's like no that's not it's not like i don't even claim to know about economics but i know that it's not as simple as that (laughs) there's also the rules of economics are constantly being broken i mean like you have the whole Keynes thing in 1936 where he was like actually the government should spend money uh you know to stimulate the economy and before that everyone was like oh no that would be bad and break things and and then Keynes was like actually no it it makes sense. And everyone was like, oh, interesting. Huh. Maybe we'll do that in the future.
1: And then it like, they did it and the world didn't end. And they're like, oh.
0: Yeah. Well, or also, we used to think that you needed to have your paper money backed by something like gold until Nixon was one day just like, lol, not doing that anymore. And everyone was like, oh my God. And then everything was fine and continued as normal. <laughs> I mean, relatively, you know, things didn't immediately catastrophically crater or anything. So very, I very don't know. anxious. It's, whenever people make presuppositions be like oh well if we do this then this will necessarily happen i'm like no that's not money is fake is the thing and it it doesn't it's all just i don't know it's very silly (laughs) but anyway um yeah yeah so i have some tweets in here from david roth about the um ways that fox news and the gop is basically astroturfing this attempt at a movement to like reopen the economy They're and trying all to like make a new green or or tea
1: party you almost well, said sort green of, tea yeah. party <laughs> yeah
0: well firstly the there was a quote here from the uh michigan conservative coalition a person in that who says i feel terrible about the lives lost but at some point we have to say mission accomplished and come up with the next phase of this that doesn't have us continuously locked inside our homes i like it. um firstly they think saying mission accomplished is good which is hilarious <laughs> it's a phrase with a sterling reputation secondly <laughs> i don't know what they think this is the thing is all of these people i think it's a uniquely american affectation that like you're told to do something and you're like yeah okay like all social distance and then like two weeks later you're like okay when is listen i'm done i'm tired of doing this so i think we're done here um <laughs> you know, like I don't see a reason to continue doing it. I don't see that anything's changed and I haven't gotten the virus yet. So it must be fine. Um, Let's wrap this up. It's just a very sort of individualistic, selfish thing to be like, well, listen, I'm fine and I'm tired of doing this. So let's just, we got to move on. We can't keep doing this. All right. I'm very bored. And when you go like, well, but no, that's not how this works. Like this isn't, listen, the disease does not care about whether you're bored or not yeah and it was like well but i don't know nah, it's fine it's fine i'm probably not gonna get it and i don't care about people who do get it that doesn't matter to me if, if other people get it and die that seems like that's their own problem and their own fault
1: that reminds me of this this tweet i saw uh super cool that the extreme prepper boogaloo crowd freaked out and lost the plot less than three weeks into the actual emergency they've ostensibly uh or ostentatiously built their entire identity around like it's like
0: listen i may have stockpiled three years worth of mres but i'm tired of eating them already so please just let me go back to the applebee's (laughs) yeah Yeah. no it's sort of remarkable (laughs) this is all it's like you've literally this is the event that you people were were supposed to be readying for and you can't handle it so what was the point
1: yeah. The point was to like Of what use were your preparations? <laughs> oh, it's, it's funny to think about. It is funny to think about.
0: That said, the battle lines are being drawn now. I don't know if you've heard about all these uh interstate compacts or like uh um you know uh state cooperations that are beginning to happen.
1: Yeah um, between this is various interesting. groups.
0: Yeah, so the it started with there was the COVID-19 Regional Advisory Council, which is like uh, the Northeast, you know, <laughs> so New York lame. and why Pennsylvania, these, New why Jersey. Why do these
1: people call it something cool?
0: Well, I, yeah, I don't know, because these aren't like, this is the thing is clearly these are going to be the factions that the country will eventually break apart into, and they gave them very boring names. <laughs> um, yeah, so like New York and Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Connecticut, and so on all joined like a cooperation to respond. Um, And then the Western states, California, Oregon, and Washington, formed a group as well. And then all the other states were like, well, heck, we don't want to go this alone and started forming their own thing. So um, Michigan is now in the Midwest pact with most of the other Midwestern states, Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Um, The Chesapeake area, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia have formed a pact, which means that um West Virginia is currently on its own.
1: <laughs> <She's>... <laughs> and I feel yeah, that it is only appropriate that
0: West Virginia will eventually be subsumed back into Virginia.
1: <laughs> I don't like, know will That'll it go into Virginia happens. or Kentucky. I don't know, you know or it probably Ohio. makes
0: more sense for Kentucky to annex it because it's more culturally um similar to Kentucky at this point. Yeah. But yeah. Um and then you also have like the um uh, f- far north of New England has become a-, a pact as well. And then there's um various flyover states and the What's Rocky that- Mountain area. What's
1: that Rocky Mountain weird one that goes all the way into Missouri. Yeah, you have U-
0: Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, Wyoming, and then Kansas and Missouri. And I just want to say, Missouri, you are welcome in the Midwest pack. You don't have to hang <laughs> out with those losers.
1: Yeah, why are you hanging out with those? Li- I, I've i lived in Missouri. People are generally not the same as... Listen, I've yeah. lived in Utah, and I've lived in... I mean, I've lived on the border of Kansas, mm-hmm. and I've lived in Missouri. And I'm going to tell you, that people in Missouri are... Way different from the people in Utah than they are for the people I think, in Illinois. I, yeah, I would say, I think St.
0: Louis is more culturally similar to the Midwest Pact than like Colorado yeah. or Utah or anything like that. My yeah. hope, um, North Dakota, South Dakota, currently not in a pact, but I hope that they will just simply become Dakota. Um, we just need one that,
1: unified Dakota.
0: I understand that both or I think, is it North Dakota or South Dakota that currently is not actually doing any sort of um, quarantining? So maybe the other Dakota will just take it over after, you know, things go south. Maybe
1: they'll both become North Dakota and then Nebraska will become South Dakota.
0: Oh, that's interesting. It's like South Dakota migrates south every couple (laughs) of centuries.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's how it works. Texas,
0: of course, still going its own way Um, and also trying to relax restrictions already, which like, good job, guys. But yeah, then their great. lieutenant governor was the guy who was going on Fox saying like I mean I'd die if it means that my uh grandchildren have an economy and it's like cool cool dude I don't <laughs> know what what do you expect from Texas it's a state run by uh the dumbest people generally.
1: I mean I feel it, well, like apart from
0: Florida which is also run by the dumbest people
1: Texas is like the Florida of the Midwest
0: Yeah that's true
1: Um I I, yeah, I I mean, look, I can't really say anything because the California, Texas beef is well known. Yeah. And then I I lived in Oklahoma for two years and that just only heightened my hatred of Texas. But I know a lot of great people from Texas and I feel sorry for them. There
0: are some great areas of Texas, but it is largely canceled out by the fact that Texas has uh, been the home to a lot of terrible people. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a difficult uh, thing to square. Texas,
1: make all the Vietnamese people in Houston your your uh your government. Yeah. Just switch hands to all of all of the immigrants that live in Houston just. Well you would think the fact the that all the
0: politicians have to go to Austin to do legislation would maybe change, you know, like affect them in some way, but I think they just get angrier at Austin and how weird it is.
1: <laughs> That's a bummer.
0: Yeah. I would just say, you know, if you're in a state that's not in one of these packs, I would actually be slightly concerned because I feel like if you're in a state that is in one of these packs, that means that they're actually uh, doing something, you know. Yeah, maybe like you are taking some a... sort of preparations.
1: This is gonna be like the the in between lands, you know. Yeah. I, don't I mean, know. this is like
0: this is like 1984. It's like you know, airstrip one in Eurasia and East Asia. <laughs>
1: things are getting weird man Uh, (laughs) but a good thing a good thing that's coming out of this is like uh with everyone having to be at home there's just been like tons of live video stuff going on all the time now
0: yeah not us because we know that you don't want to see that but yeah, I don't Other know. Things. Well,
1: maybe I was thinking we could do some Instagram live thing where uh, mm. sometime <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you know really want to see my face, uh, mm-hmm. but I could show you my finger if it gets. I don't know what we'd talk
0: about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what do we talk about anyway? Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, we we could do it like before we record, mm. and just people could see behind the scenes of. Uh, See the process. How many times each of us have to go to the bathroom before <laughs> we start the show. <laughs> yeah. Troubleshooting um, technical
0: problems. and Yeah, yeah you can hear our great.
1: voices robot and trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be real fun for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I just wanted to point people like uh, places like Jacobin on their YouTube have been doing like tons of video. Uh. I've been so,
0: watching uh, Matt Chrisman's uh, Instagram video rants oh in the evenings. They're they're extremely spicy, but they're enjoyable.
1: <laughs> yeah, have you? Did you see the? Did you see the? <laughs> I gotta find this. Um, he like basically like was borking out. Uh, what's what's the term for when the video does here? I'm gonna. Put the link in the show notes, real quick. And what's the term for that? Anyhow, there's a there's a screenshot from the oh, video. Oh, it glitching. <laughs> it's glitching. Yeah. And to me, like I almost I'm thinking about making that my wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the new version of being Jokerified. Glitchified. Is <laughs> glitchified. <laughs> Yeah. Um I feel like cuz that that represents that face. I mean, I'm sorry to talk about a visual thing on a podcast. But basically the glitch is how ha- he's smiling. He's mm-hmm. grinning up close to the camera, but the glitch is all basically located around his mouth as if it were right. joker makeup made of glitch. Yeah. And it's- that's that expresses how I feel a lot of the time now where I'm like <laughs> this is insane. I'm yeah, broken. Yeah, I mean
0: yeah. I, yeah, we have sort of passed, I mean, we're this is a little bit off topic, but I feel like we've passed through the looking glass in a lot of things where uh I don't know, I cannot it's like the uh the um Bare Naked Ladies song, you know, I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. It's just <laughs> like I'm just so I everything is so broken now that my only response is to just laugh at at the ridiculous and, you know, uh, horrifying things that are well, happening on a daily basis. So I'm going
1: to move something in our show notes up to that because it, uh, mm. from later because this has to do with it. This is my question: Like, well, how this is pe- I can add a thing here? But continue, oh, yes. like, how are people still able to be shocked at Trump? I yeah. don't understand. Like, it's I still a good have, question. I love you all. I love all of my followers and fans and listeners and friends with an undying adoration, full of affection and kindness but people send me things like that are from like the news it's found out this agency trump enabled corruption and it's like yeah they send it to me without comment like as if to be like yeah oh my like, gosh yeah, can you what? believe this and i'm like yes i like no, i can I, believe, I can it. believe I,
0: that because that's what's been <laughs> happening
1: this is this is my life this has been our life for like five years now like yeah i i don't understand how he, he can still get a rise out of people. I can well, understand and I how put, you can be outraged about it, but like, that's more of a constant. How do you get, how does it get a rise out of you? Cause like, I, I it's like, I'm broken that whatever glands emit the, the juice into your body. That's supposed to make you yeah. like that. I just don't I can't make it anymore. Right. Well, this is the thing and and a notable
0: example of this is Ezra Klein, who appears to have the memory of a goldfish as chronicled by Adam H. Johnson, Uh, a tweet from 2018. Adam Johnson says, Ezra lives in a credulous liberals version of Memento where he rediscovers Republicans are evil every six weeks. And it's a post by Ezra Klein, uh, quote, tweeting something from Paul Ryan at the time. He says, I've never seen anything as cynical in politics as Republicans spending four months refusing to reauthorize Chip, then attaching reauthorization to another controversial bill, then blaming Democrats for not supporting Chip. And then. Another he replied to this tweet thread Adam Johnson did uh, this week to say he's still confused. And it's a recline tweet from a couple days ago where he said one of the weirdest and worst asymmetries in policy right now is that banks and big corporations can get fast, basically unlimited help from the Fed while small biz and individual help is limited and slowed by congressional process and dysfunction. And it's like, what? How is he still surprised? And I I, well, (laughs) I I posted this. I said, I, you know, I. I. I've seen this happen a lot this week, and I just, every time I see it happen, I just serenely imagine having a fully smooth brain and how nice that must be. You know, that's, I'm not aiming to be Joker fied. I'm aiming to be smoothened, just fully smoothened. I just, just want my, Smooth me, daddy. I just want my brain to be so smooth that you can see reflection in it. <laughs> that's ultimately it to my so goal. Cause I
1: just, that if you sit it down on any plane, it will roll for infinity.
0: Right, yeah. Like, so smooth that, like, if the light hits it at the right angle, it might blind you a little bit. Like, that's how smooth I desire my so brain to be. So smooth
1: that you cannot even hold it with two hands. You need four hands.
0: Right, yeah. You need a special apparatus because it's too slippery. That's that's what we're all about here now. This is our thing. It's the brain smoothening. We're, we're here about to smooth our brains. But, you know, I was I was looking at these, these Ed's Recline tweets, and I just thought... Um, On the one hand, it must be nice to not have a constant awareness of this, like you said, to not be a broken person, um, that you aren't just like constantly walking around with this existential dread because you know that things are constantly this way. But on the other hand, I'm not sure that I want to experience the initial shock of this like every six months or three months or whatever by rediscovering it. That doesn't sound great either, so. That's yeah. why I just want a fully smooth brain where just everything comes into my brain and immediately slides off of it cuz it's that smooth and I am fully protected from the harmfulness of the world.
1: It's that that song I want a new drug.
0: Yeah. I want a smooth brain.
1: <laughs> Let me see if I can play it here. <laughs> Is that that the one? <laughs> I want a new I want I a smooth know. brain. <laughs> somebody do that for us speaking oh. of smooth brained um let's talk about the audience for <laughs> sorry oh dear <laughs> both um, the
0: audience and the host one one could argue
1: uh, uh delon a generous uh that's a hard name to spoonerize thanks ellen it is yeah. um ellen degeneres uh is is, is actually more like Ellen, not generous. Am I right?
0: Yeah. Uh, am I right? Very good. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she, uh, I guess, is a huge scab. Now, I don't know if oh, you guys have lovely. seen, but one of the like big producers of her show has been uh, leading the the discourse the past few weeks about like we need to help regular people, like you know, trying to gain um, valor. Oh, cool what cool i love that yeah and and uh basically being like a like tut tutting about how like you know during these trying times we can't be focused on just big business we need to be focused on people um trying to like siphon some credibility even though he's like a probably lives in some giant mansion in the hollywood hills uh Mm he he well it turns out that uh they've basically hired a scab crew to do Ellen's remote uh uh filming during the coronavirus nice Yeah, I like it and and they haven't been communicating with their crew like at all about anything
0: lovely that yeah. seems great so Variety has you love this- to hire scabs and, uh, yeah, uh, do bad communication with your workers. Those seems like great things.
1: Yeah. They, yeah. And they, they didn't tell their workers what was going on and then they just hired a whole nother non-union crew behind their back to do yeah. these remote things, which as we know, you know, no crew could have possibly done this. They had to hire some special crew, which let's be honest, was probably somebody's nephew mm, mm, and his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So as of April 10th, crew was told to, ex- well, here's what they did inform them uh, about a reduced compensation.
0: Oh, I love reduced compensation. So
1: they did let them know, but they make sure to explicitly communicate. That. Yeah.
0: By the way, we're cutting your pay. <laughs> I know you haven't heard from us in a while. Uh, we're cutting yeah. your pay and also not bringing you back anytime soon.
1: So, uh, the brothers Warner are up to it again. The Hollywood ah, elites. I hate to see it.
0: <laughs> S- Ellen Speaking of uh uh um what well, do you have something else or
1: No i just I mean I just wanted to just like Ellen is cancelled and if only we could make that true yeah. in all forms. Yeah.
0: Um speaking of people making uh very stupid gestures in an attempt to gain good PR, um someone tweeted earlier this week a flyer of the Kroger Associate Appreciation Program. Oh. Pepsi wants to support the hard work of the Kroger Associates by offering all Pepsi 20-ounce soft drink products for only a dollar each. <laughs> limit, limit limit, two per transaction. Pepish. So um, thank you for putting your literal life on the line by working through a pandemic. Um, have some Pepsi for a buck. Hope that helps. <laughs> Hope that helps in this difficult time. Pepsi has partnered with Kroger to offer this exclusive program to Kroger associates who continue to inspire us all during these extraordinary times. <laughs> yeah. Maybe give them actual money or like health insurance or paid time off. But no, <laughs> this- have have a disgusting sugar
1: beverage for cheap oh the next line the ask is to get behind this by working with pepsi to coordinate action plans that allows stores to support this program and reward associates your pepsi rep will reach out with additional details that gets a puking slash fighting that's how work i work with your
0: pepsi rep to avoid out of stock parentheses plan ahead
1: <laughs> Asterisks product <laughs> assortment varies by store what? dr pepper does not include it
0: Oh man. Well, yeah. This is this is literally this is the embedded. During a pandemic, is, what do you want more than a doctor? Come on. This is this is the this is the uh labor relations version of is Pepsi okay?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I'm sorry, we don't have benefits. Is Pepsi okay? <laughs>
1: What is this world?
0: Thank you very much for probably contracting and unintentionally carrying COVID-19, possibly incubating it and eventually uh, properly displaying symptoms. Uh, Here's a Pepsi Zero.
1: Being an essential worker at this, like I, I've, I've, we've already talked about how it's like a weird situation because I'm technically an essential worker, but I am able to work from home mostly, but over the past, I wonder if
0: you can get a do- a Pepsi for a yeah, dollar. You should be well, able we to. We don't
1: have Kroger's, so I don't know. I should look oh, well, into it. We have um, Ralph's
0: that's owned by Kroger.
1: So. Yeah. We don't even have a Ralph's here.
0: Oh,
1: uh, we're, we're in the, we're in the zone and we should talk about this sometime Uh, of the Inland Empire is, like, dominated, is run by a cartel of the Stater Brothers, which we Mm, love, and we adore. Food
0: deserts.
1: (laughs) No, the Stater Brothers are beautiful. Love Stater Brothers. never mind. Stater Brothers is, like, uh, you walk into a Stater Brothers, and it feels like what those other grocery stores think of themselves as. Oh, nice. Like, it's, it feels like a real grocery store, like, um... Yeah, it's everyone. Yeah, we'll talk about it some other time. I love Stater Brothers.
0: Well, I'm just going to do a line read here. Um, In this difficult time, everything seems like it's turned upside down, which is why we're proud to offer you seven upside down for only one dollar. Limit two per transaction. (laughs) that's what i mean everyone's been remarking how ridiculous commercials have gotten lately and i did a tweet that was like you know society is breaking down uh which means it's a great time to visit your local nissan dealer for (laughs) exclusive offers
1: it is really Uh, really dumb it's really dumb love to see it in, in between everyone trying to like
0: moralize and commiserate with their advertisements they're also like you know like uh they they're doing the thing where they don't really advertise a product but they're like we're proud to support our healthcare workers by donating a single pallet of N95 respirators to a local hospital. And it's like, yeah, great. Maybe just shut up.
1: <laughs> like I said I'm like in the like I'm in the essential workers but I'm not but last the last couple of weeks I did have to go in to work cuz we had to basically we had to deploy Chromebooks to our students. I understand you had
0: a sort of, we call at, at, at my school, we called them cows, computers on wheels, which (laughs) is like a cart with a bunch of laptops in it. And it's all wired up with the chargers and whatnot.
1: And the chargers are wired in such a way that we thought we were being clever. Well, yeah, you did
0: done, like, your cable management with zip ties and stuff. So right?
1: many zip ties, Andrew. <laughs> so and now it's like,
0: you're a damn fool. You're going to have to chop all the zip ties and yank all that out.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what I did. Maybe the strain that's of your that punishment. is what caused my finger. Maybe that, mm, it's like trauma be. from that Yeah, that only showed up later. Um,
0: yeah, you've got, like, flush cutter trauma. <laughs>
1: so it is weird to be flush on... Flush cutter RSI. Yeah. <laughs> It is like weird to be on both sides of the situation because it's like I can see how it actually owns to be working from home and the people who complain about it and like, I wish I could just go back to the office are dumb. And yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't have any desire. (laughs) I mean, I get it if you want to get social interaction, that's different, but like that's not the same as work. And Mm. uh, the people who are like, you know, weirdly fetishize the working essential workers who are our heroes, like, no like they don't want to be dying yeah. and putting themselves i mean I, yeah
0: i feel very conflicted about this because i have ordered delivery food uh of right. the past we all you I know, mean a I couple have. of times yeah and it's like well i can't i don't want to go out and like pick it up because that's possibly putting the employees in danger if I'm like face to face with them or whatever. But then at the same time, it's like there are these people whose income is that they drive around delivering food to people. And it's also not great to be doing that right now. So it's like, I'm hoping that I'm just tipping them a lot. And that's sort of morally like absolving me of the putting them in danger. I don't know. It's like, I, I don't know what else I can personally do <laughs> apart from that, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know.
1: Well, it's, I rationalize th- it. it.
0: It follows under the it. F- it falls under the you know. There's no ethical consumption thing. Like there's <laughs> yeah. no there's no good option here. So yeah.
1: Um, I rationalize it by saying like I'm supporting local businesses. Um, right. When I order yes, McDonald's. I did order a Thai
0: <laughs> from the local Thai place.
1: <laughs> no, I try to order mostly from like local place from from the Tom's Burgers. It's just like mm. you know one of those Greek diner burger kind of places oh, I love that yeah yeah um where you can get like for some reason you can get fried chicken or uh gyros or uh quesadillas <laughs> like yeah. so they cover the whole game it's like
0: you're nominally mediterranean but you have like boneless wings <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you have like uh carne asada tacos but yeah. cool. Huh. <laughs> yeah um <laughs> And then yes, I tip a lot. Like I tip right. a lot to those delivery drivers cuz that's if they're going to do it they might as well be getting some money, I guess.
0: Well, and certainly certainly the company, the delivery company isn't you know, compensating them fairly in the <laughs> yeah. first place. So, that's the thing. I I ordered something yesterday and it was there was a little checkbox on the order thing. It's like, "Oh, do you want to round up to support our community support fund?" And it's like So that's just me giving you, the company, an extra 50 cents for what exactly?
1: So you can have more power and influence? No gracias.
0: Yeah, it's like, no, I don't think... What are you going to do with that money? It's like, no, if you can guarantee that the like extra 50 cents goes directly to the restaurant, then maybe, but... Now
1: that I'm a socialist, though, I think what I'm going to start doing is on the instructions, I'm going to put, like, Workers of the World Unite or something like that. Like, I'm going to... Start trying to propagandize and, uh, oh, wait, it's, I'm going to organize. That's what I have to say now. Yeah. This is organizing. I'm an organizer. This is
0: organ, right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, when you think about it, (laughs) DoorDash, when I ordered DoorDash, reminds me of the, that's organizing.
0: Yeah. It reminds me of the guy who, who, uh, uh, the, the, um, did you see that activist kid who's like a Biden, pro Biden guy who was making TikToks? but his whole his his sort of one of his claims to fame apart from having extremely rich parents is that he got into harvard and his essay was just copy and pasting um black lives matter like a hundred times into the essay field <laughs> which is which is cool
1: cool <laughs> he literally wow
0: you're really doing a lot of activism there
1: <laughs> wow my state was I a slave know.
0: state. yeah his name Better is uh, his. His Twitter name is like Ziad the Activist, and he's the CEO of some advocacy uh, consultancy, and he's like 19. We decided we were going to change the world, and we did. So that's cool. (laughs) Um, Speaking (laughs) of people like that.
1: (laughs) More like demon rats, am I right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No, he's he's the CEO. He was on Forbes uh, 30 Under 30, which is cool. Love to be on that list
1: i hate that every time Um, his stupid face pops up on my timeline i'm just like uh, well
0: and he got people noticed that he was green screening his uh tiktoks to have a background of like a more modest looking uh house
1: he probably lives because they found they found a tiktok
0: of him in his actual house and it's like a a colonnade with like a spiral staircase remember that that
1: house that we were looking at a few like last season yes it is (laughs) i do the marble columns everywhere and the yeah um
0: but if i may move us on to people similar to this um there's been some analysis this week about um where bernie's campaign failed um and the consensus seems to have fallen down that bernie basically tried to attract the working class and that didn't work and is dumb um and someone leading the charge on this is uh sean McElwee who is the uh, co-founder of Data for Progress, which is like a think tank slash polling firm. Um, And he said, he was quoted in Vox as saying, the future of Bernie's agenda lies with young people, but college-educated and suburban voters are increasingly interested in the progressive agenda. Sadly, we progressives are about four years behind in reaching out to those voters because people don't read enough polling data. Um, Come on, man! Which is, in other words, basically saying, don't worry about the working class, focus on the professional class, which is extremely silly to me because... Uh, We tried Bernie Bernie won Latinos, which are largely working class by a very large margins. Um, And also the working class folks stand to benefit a lot more from the sort of policies that Bernie and Warren both supported much more than the professional class, which is why media narratives about those policies are always trying to muddy the waters. That's why everyone always asks them at the debates how they're going to pay for Medicare for all is because the professional class understands this. And doesn't want you to find out about it, basically. Um, so they try to make it, you know, they try to muddy the waters with this sort of thing. Um, but what's happened now is that we have two parties essentially fighting over the same small demographic slice of like wealthy privileged voters. Yeah. Meanwhile, all of the underprivileged poor and underrepresented people are just completely ignored, which they've been completely ignored. But the thing is, there is this massive cohort of people that you could get on your side by supporting some relatively simple policies you know medicare for all things like that you could get all these people on your side they are just waiting for people to take notice of them and to help them out and instead we fight over this this demographic slice of like privileged white people who are already more inclined to favor the republican party because it's the party that more directly suits their interest but instead we think oh well we should we bend need them and to bend, win
1: and bend <laughs>
0: And this is something that Sean McElwee has been pushing a lot lately, and it's gotten on my nerves. I've gotten on other people's nerves, too. Um, I, he's just been very obnoxious lately. Um, and then it was revealed uh, on Twitter that he has a new project entitled Secure Elections for America Now. Boy. Uh, and Aaron, what, what does that abbreviate to?
1: Secure Elections. For America. for America now. now, Oh boy, it's Sean. It abbreviates you want to Sean. To win. You've got to shape uh, up.
0: It's funny. If you go to their website, which is secureelectionsnow.com, if you click about, it does not say who is responsible for this. If you click our work, it also doesn't. If you click advisory board, you will finally get Sean McAlee uh, at the top of the list. Um, What is wrong? Which is cool. Um, I don't trust anyone who unironically names a project after themselves. First of all, that's like a huge red flag. Secondly, this seems like something we'd come up with. Like, I'm kind of annoyed we didn't think of this as like a joke for our think tank. I know, but But I have a general thing here, which is probably you should not put too much stock in people who are constantly creating new advocacy organizations because it's it's a kind of grift. And this is how it works. Okay, so what you do is you found an organization like a 501 type organization. And the whole point of that is so that you get donors and the donors will donate to you because since it's a nonprofit, they can like write it off on their taxes. So then you get donations. Then you do some minimal work of advocacy. You like tweet. Maybe you run an op-ed or put out a policy paper or something. Yeah. You know, something like that. Then you just accrue Love to raise most awareness. Of the donations. <laughs> yeah, you raise awareness. You do some astroturfing, basically. Then you accrue most of the actual donations from your donors to yourselves. And then you just move on and found an, an org that's about the new next pressing issue. And that's how you raise your profile and you make a lot of money. That's how this sort of this, um, it's like a treadmill of, of these, you know, a- advocacy organization. The right wing has been doing this for a long time. That's why there seem to be so many think tanks and issues organizations on, on the yeah. right wing. Uh, but we're starting to figure out, figured out too. Um,
1: but it's this just, is the thing, you it's know, really is, gross.
0: Is, yeah. Um, But, you know, and and the whole thing, uh, the other thing, too, is that Sean McElwee uh, was also saying, you know, arguing uh, as a part of this, that basically Bernie should have campaigned more like Elizabeth Warren, which I think is sort of silly on the face of it. Because guess
1: who did better than Elizabeth Warren?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't, I don't want to, I know we have Warren people. I, it's, you just have to admit that Bernie did better than Warren in a lot of ways. Uh, I mean, she came, what, third in her own state. It's not, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here, but like, clearly that was not a winning strategy. Right. This is the thing is, the professional class is already well served by the Republicans and we're not going to win by trying to capture their votes and here's we don't the th- need their he- votes to win. Here's the thing the that thing. I don't
1: pe- think people understand the professional working class, this group, mm-hmm. the professional managerial classes, they like to call them, right? That, that the, the, this is the segment that people like Sean are saying we need to focus on. Right. They toy with the Democrats. In order to try to get things, but they right, are they perfectly one hundred percent fine with the Democrats losing to the Republicans. So that for them, right. they, they have sides, a floor can. of the Republicans, which they are right. fine with. So you, you're not—they're not winnable because they don't care about you losing that. Like it, there's nothing to get. Right. Does that make? They I'm, don't. I'm the not, stakes I don't, I don't are sorry. not high for them. They right, don't care exactly. that much.
0: But the thing, too, is that, you know, the reason that Sean McElwee is saying things like this is because his think tank and polling firm has donors who are in this class and his his polling form is accountable, beholden to his donors. That's how these things work.
1: It's not that hard to figure out. if You really step back and think about it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, this is a follow the money sort of scenario
1: here. It's just so. it's all incentives, and it, and it's like these people who are so high off of economics, you know, like these are these are the same people. And look, I can kind of count myself among them that like are into ideas of like social economics and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they think that they can they can tweak things and and change incentives. Like, but when you ask them to apply that same thinking to like examine the incentives of what they're doing, it's like they're unable to do it. It's like they malfunction. Mm. But like, look yeah. at it. The, what are the incentives here? The incentives are not to like do justice and help people. The incentives are to keep raking in the dough and satisfy a very small slice of the American pie.
0: Mm-hmm. His current thing is that he's tweeting about how good of a choice Elizabeth Warren would be for Biden's VP, which I just don't think is realistically going to happen i really well, can't see the biden campaign going with that
1: number one i don't think that would happen number two if that were to happen they would do everything to make sure that she was completely firewalled they would use her as cover influence. yeah
0: for for you know they would have her as vp but then they would bring in like the worst possible people to be like treasury and you know whatever else and they would be like well but we have liz warren so it's fine
1: Right. And then but didn't he say his nom his his VP would be a woman of color? I don't know if he said I, a woman
0: of color just a woman.
1: No, oh, I thought he said a woman of color. Well, I mean, I guess, you mm. know. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I that's that would be interesting to see, but like I it's hard for me to care about any of that. But the the yeah. thing is like if this I is what's going on, if this is the discourse like
0: Well, and this is I don't know. This is the thing in particular about Sean McElwee that I have to say is that there's just something about him that I find somewhat difficult to articulate. But he he's a kind of a striver in the like political sense, like he's just been climbing the ladder of notoriety. Um, in various ways that that set off alarm bells. In well, my and that head.
1: stuff is just so alien from the everyday lives that like normal, ordinary people live, like you and me. Yeah. Because well, this
0: is the this is the, Sean McElwee is younger than me by one year, and he's being quoted in Vox. And you have to ask yourself, what do you have to do to become that notable that you're like being quoted as an authoritative person in relatively short order? You know yeah like uh, connections have been made is what i'm being saying or what i'm saying
1: there's just interesting to see a lot of the the right rightifying uh the right word lunge that the democratic party has taken yeah which Um,
0: speaking of yeah uh, i mean yeah we're (laughs) we're we're doing this now apparently this is this is the thing we're doing um There was a tweet from Axios. It's always good when you reveal your hand before you actually play it, which is, I guess, what the Democrats did here. Very good um, to Axios Um, said in the coming weeks and months, Democrats plan to argue Trump, quote, rolled over for China as the coronavirus crisis worsened because, quote, he sought a deal to begin undoing the damage caused by his trade policies per a new memo reviewed by Axios. Firstly, you don't publish these things. Because that's like publishing your war plans. Well, as Secondly, of this morning,
1: I've actually seen this ad. Have you? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So great. it's it's that's live.
0: Great. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> um, and then also there was a Dem Super PAC, um, which said Donald Trump said critical metal, medical supplies to China as Americans continue to suffer. He needs to follow his supposed motto of America first. Uh, we're making sure that the voters that- across... Sorry. Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin know full well not only how badly Trump botched this crisis, but also how badly he bent the knee to China in the midst of it as well. Um, so apparently we're just doing right wing talking points to Trump. And I this is uh, not going to work. No. This His just, voters don't care if he's being a hypocrite or not.
1: They don't realize. They don't realize either they don't realize that or they do and they don't care.
0: I don't Either know. Either one I don't of these know. choices
1: just boggles they, my mind.
0: They think, they look at this stuff and they think that this is a gotcha. They're like, oh, he said one thing and did another, but his voters literally don't care. It doesn't matter to his voters that he, whether or not he like actually rolled over to China or not. What matters is that he says that Xi Jinping is a pee peed poo-poo diaper man. I think That's what matters is, to them.
1: To me, I'm sorry, but this is like a huge example of the daily show of this the is a, it's just a brain. giant
0: own goal, and we're gonna lose if this is seriously the strategy.
1: If you're gonna try to outflank them on the right, the fact that the lessons
0: they've learned from like the past two elections, or I don't know, even three or four elections, is like, oh, we need to uh, continue to slide to the right and attack Republicans from the right is and extremely dumb. Attack them dumb. on
1: decency and hypocrisy.
0: Yeah. And
1: nativism. Yeah. Come on, it's not it's not going to work because the
0: voters don't nobody cares. They already don't believe what we say. So no. if you say, oh, well, you see, Trump said that he doesn't like Xi Jinping, but actually he was, you know, he actually rolled over to China or whatever. They're like, I don't believe you.
1: One of like, the no, good- that
0: can't, that can't be right, because China said Trump says that he doesn't like China. So why would he do that? A good. It's like, ex- well,
1: but a good exercise is for people to imagine telling one of these talking points or these headlines that you see to an actual blue-collar worker, like yeah. to someone at McDonald's or to if a mechanic. If you have
0: well-actually it, it's not going to
1: play. <laughs> like if you go to them and you're like, can you believe this? You're going to be like, I don't care. Like That's why, this
0: what? is this is what, could, saying, well, actually Trump isn't America first because blah, blah, blah all these things isn't going to work, but Trump's saying, Joe Biden wants to cut social security will actually work.
1: Yeah. I don't know how they they're so much better at the, like
0: <laughs>
1: Well, firstly it's
0: because of nominating a candidate who has uh serious flaws uh that can be exploited. Um no. that's yeah. probably thing number one not to do, but
1: But it's I don't just- know. <sighs> Politics not, is weird. It's so weird. It's gonna be just incredible, and I hate to see it. I truly hate to see it
0: again with the yeah. I'm just, this. I smooth brain. That's all I'm aiming for. <laughs> just
1: give me the smoothest of the smooth brains. Just like I taking, want it to feel like Andrew. Taking I'm, a. I'm not happy or proud to admit this, but in former times, I have used Nair products. to literally melt the hair off my body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because sometimes when you're doing that to your brain, sometimes when you're in your early twenties and you live with a bunch of other dudes, you try things, you know what I mean. You experiment, right? Oh, yeah. Some absolutely. people experimented with drugs and alcohol, and I experimented, <laughs> yeah, I experimented with, with with hair removal products. hair removal products and horse <laughs> electrolytes. <laughs> so, um, but, but that oh, that exceedingly just, smooth feeling that I got—that's what I want for my brain.
0: Just want to take an orbital sander to my brain <laughs> and just smooth it all down, the finest grit of sandpaper. <laughs>
1: Make it like those shiny balls that people make, you know.
0: Just taking a bowling ball polishing machine <laughs> to my brain.
1: Uh, speaking of things that Ugh. don't work, uh, have you? Uh, I've been
0: noticing this. This you... is this has become a crisis.
1: People are talking about this more and more. Um, yeah. We, we cred, credit With... to at ultra nerd. Um, yeah. I love doing this because I know he's listening. And so like when you hear your name in a podcast, it's always weird. So I'm glad to provide that service. Um, Said,
0: uh, listen, tweet at us more. If you're a listener, we might read your tweets uh, and shout you out on the podcast.
1: uh, He he said, uh, need an iOS update that supports two face ID profiles for mask, no mask.
0: Yeah, this is, uh, you know, I'm at the store. I have my grocery list on my phone but I'm wearing a face mask. So I pull my phone out and it goes, I can't tell who you are. So then I got to then I got to type my passcode in and my passcode is not just numeric. It's like an actual password. Yep. So it's great. It's great. I love it. My, my proposed, you know, in addition, having two face ID profiles, I think it'll be interesting if Apple, like at WWDC is like, Hey, we're doing face ID that accommodates masks because suddenly that matters. Um,
1: Cause I'm Only sure they face do IDs, that. the top half of your face.
0: Yeah. I um, don't know how
1: that works for security purposes, but
0: I don't know. The other thing that I thought was just bring back, you know, like do through the display touch ID and just let me use like either one. Yeah. You know, whichever comes Because like Android phones have been doing that for a while where you can use the fingerprint or the camera or the whatever else. It's like, give me the touch ID thing again. Cause there are situations where I don't want to point it at my face or can't or whatever. Yeah, and I would just like to just touch it and have it (laughs) unlock.
1: Yeah, it's really funny how like that little inconvenience you keep running into it, and it's it's just so annoying. Like I was particularly having trouble with it because when I was um, undoing all those Chromebook carts and all the cabling, I would like get an email. I'd see like an important email notification come in on my phone, Mm -hmm. like out of the corner of my eye. So I pick up my phone. And then I had to unlock it, but I was wearing gloves, you Mm. know, so that I didn't completely tear up my hands. So then I'd like, okay, I have to tear off the gloves and then I have to (laughs) phone. and then I have to disinfect because I don't want to get, you know what I mean? There's just like all these, oh, such a pain in the butt. So Mm -hmm. I missed the button. It's interesting that the new iPhone SE has the button. Yeah.
0: They're keeping it around for at least a little while longer.
1: Yeah, I wonder if the button might come back if it's. Just I don't know, be- you know,
0: other other phone manufacturers have perfected through the glass, uh, fingerprint reading. So I don't know why Apple can't put yeah, that in. Yeah,
1: that that seems to me like that would be a good good thing to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, they might as well. They're going to do the thing where they <laughs> pretend that no one else has has done it yet, and they'll get a lot of good PR from it. So, like, yeah. just do it. It's fine.
1: Yeah, it's fine. Speaking of technology.
0: Yeah, this is my hot take uh, on the size of laptops. As we know, laptops come in many shapes and sizes, Um, but the correct one is 14 inches. 14 inches is the correct screen size, which is galling because Apple, you know, back in the day used to make a 14 inch iBook Mm -hmm. and then gave up on that. And now they make, you know, the 13 inch and the 15 inch now 16 inch, which of course straddles the correct size, and this is the thing, is the 13-inch is just a little too small, it's too but small. the 15-inch is just a little too big. A little too big. And you want that 14-inch. Yeah, especially that's the, goal, it's the you get lock
1: a 14-inch with no bezel.
0: That's the ideal. That's, that's the platonic ideal of laptop.
1: Perfect. I used yeah. to... I have a 13-inch right now. Um, That's what I'm rolling with because the 15-inch is just too big. My so That's everyone else in my department has a 15, and... No, I think another guy. They're big and bulky. They're just so big. They're just Um, so big. And the screen is nice, but like, you know, to be honest, I'm mostly on an external monitor, so. Mm -hmm. And and then
0: But it helps for those times when you have to use the screen that you have the 14-inch screen versus the 13-inch screen. Yeah, and it's basically optimizing the portability with the screen size.
1: I used to have my my first MacBook Pro. Was one of those seventeen inchers Oh boy! And that was those ungodly. We're
0: large boys. Yeah.
1: That it, it, it's just,
0: well, I mean, and I, you know, I I remember seeing relatively recently on an outing to, uh, um, Micro Center, the gaming laptops have gotten out of hand, and there's one now that is twenty one inches and yes. has a full mechanical keyboard. Why? Um, like
1: why? 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 Why guys? Yeah, why? I don't
0: know. It's like carrying around a flatbed scanner with you. It's outrageous. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I have a scanner that's smaller than that.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. But no, I so in college, my laptop for most of college was a 14-inch ThinkPad, which is the proper size of ThinkPad. Um, and there's a reason that they continue to manufacture yeah. ThinkPads in the 14-inch size. It sometimes, is the proper
1: size. Sometimes you get it. I don't know why. Why yeah, we can't all you just get come it to in that one, conclusion? That's the thing.
0: Yeah. It's not that yeah. difficult. Should be 14 inches. Should be 16 to 10 or three to two oh okay yeah, yeah. not not widescreen i want the taller screen that's the thing
1: yeah anyway. yeah you know what I, I wasn't sure how i felt about that but when you said it out loud just now yeah i felt that
0: right well because you remember when macbooks used to not be widescreen right they used to have the 16 to 10 displays and we still have better.
1: some of them sitting around
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I like and to look at The them thing is, we're moving
0: back to that now. And actually, the people who have been leading the charge on that is weirdly Microsoft, whose like laptops and devices have all been like three to two ratio mm-hmm. because they figured it out. They did the research. <laughs> I don't know. For whatever reason, we went to 16 by nine because it's like, oh, you can watch, uh, you know, like widescreen HD stuff unletterboxed. And it's like, but I don't. Well, letterboxing do... is okay, guys. Well, and it's like, I don't watch that many videos like that full screen on my laptop Uh, you know i would rather have the extra vertical space for like internet
1: (laughs) yeah yeah well i'll deal with the
0: letterboxing it's fine
1: (laughs) i don't want to i don't want to actually letterbox my device
0: yeah letterbox the screen
1: letterbox the video is fine don't letterbox the device Yeah, yeah
0: exactly so anyway that's the, that's my take, and uh, I will not be taking
1: questions. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say... I have no idea what I'm doing I have no idea what I'm doing